Good morning and happy Easter. Welcome to our Sunrise Contemporary Service. I thought I was going to be Rudolph this morning, but nose isn't bad, just the voice, so bear with me. Please join me for our opening. Oh, one more announcement. We are not passing an offering plate during this service. Traditional service will. We're collecting for Ukraine and offering both in the back. So thank you very much. Our opening prayer. O Lord, risen, alive, and full of grace, you paid such a price that we may live in freedom today. We worship your holy name and give thanks for your redeeming grace. Amen. And if you'd stand for our first hymn, page 302, Christ the Lord is risen today.
You may be seated. Our first scripture reading this morning is 1 Corinthians 6.14. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just like he raised our Lord from the dead. Our next song will be Because He Lives, page 364. You may stand if you're able.
be seated. Our second scripture this morning is from Matthew 28, verses 2 through 4. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. This morning we have a solo by Abigail, hallelujah. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall and the major lift. The baffled king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. A crown of thorns placed on his head. He knew that he would soon be dead. He said, did you forget me, Father, did They nailed him to a wooden cross. Soon all the world would feel the loss of Christ the King before his hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. His grace and mercy won't be ignored. I kneel before Christ the Lord with nothing on my tongue but hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Abigail. Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Amen. I'd like to take you on a short trip this morning, back in time. Please close your eyes and imagine yourself back about 2,000 years ago. You are in the city of Jerusalem. The city is crowded with people who came to attend the Passover festival. There is much tension, suspicion, and hatred. It's a melting pot of diverse people and cultures. The largest resident population is Jewish. Roman legions occupy the city and maintain law and order for its residents under the direction of the Roman governor. 
Today is Sunday. However, we're going to go back a week for a quick review. Last Sunday, which we now call Palm Sunday, Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, mounted humbly on a donkey in keeping with prophetic predictions. He arrived to cheers from the large gathering. They were so excited to see him. They were yelling things like, Praise God! Blessings to the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hail to the King of Israel! Hosanna to the Son of David! Many of these folks had heard about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. They had heard about this and other miraculous signs. They thought he was the king who would save them. Unfortunately, their adoration was short-lived and their commitment to Jesus was shallow. Monday and Tuesday, Jesus spent clearing out and teaching in the temple. He cursed a fig tree on Monday. Do you understand the significance of that? I didn't either. Jesus was hungry, and when he saw that fig tree from a distance, he thought he'd get something to eat. Unfortunately, when he got there, the tree was barren. The tree looked good from a distance until you got close up and saw there was no fruit. The barren fig tree symbolizes a spiritually barren Israel. Jesus explained this to his disciples on Tuesday. The temple looks impressive, but its sacrifices and other activities were hollow because they were not done to worship God sincerely. Jesus was also questioned by authorities. Wednesday, Jesus had dinner at the house of Simon the leper, and the Jewish authorities began plotting to kill Jesus, and Judas agreed to betray him. Thursday, Jesus and his disciples prepared for celebrating the Jewish Passover. He also spent time in the Garden of Gethsemane. During their meal, which we know as the Last Supper, Jesus tells his disciples that one of them would betray him. They can't believe it. And they ask, is it me, Lord? Is it I? However, a short time later, Judas did exactly as Jesus predicted and led the soldiers to him. The soldiers arrested and hauled Jesus away. Those in authority, both Jewish and Romans, questioned Jesus for a long time. At the beckoning of the Jewish leaders, Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, pronounced a guilty verdict. He really wasn't guilty of anything. What had he done wrong? Because it was the governor's custom to release one prisoner each year during the Passover celebration, he gave the crowds a choice, Jesus or Barabbas. In the end, they decided to swap Jesus' life for that of the prisoner. The same people who had cheered for Jesus on Sunday were now yelling, crucify him. Jesus would die instead. Friday, they stripped him of his clothes, made him wear thorns for a crown, and mocked him as the king of the Jews. They forced him to carry his own cross to Golgotha, where they nailed him to it. 
they crucified him in front of his mother and his followers. After his death, Joseph of Armatha asked for permission to remove his body. Joseph, with the help of Nicodemus, hurriedly wrapped his body with spices and laid Jesus to rest in a new tomb. They were quickly working to complete this task before the Sabbath, which runs from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. A large stone was then rolled in front of the tomb to seal it. Now it is the third day, Sunday, the day in which Jesus had told the authorities that he would rise from the dead. The religious leaders were afraid that he would do just that. They took every precaution that they could think of to make sure that Jesus could not get out of that tomb. After the stone was put in front of the tomb, the tomb was also sealed by stringing a cord across the stone. The string was sealed at each end with clay. And in case all of that didn't work, they also posted guards at the tomb. The Pharisees failed to understand that no rock, seal, guard, or army could prevent the Son of God from rising again. It is now early in the morning, and it's still dark out. A few women have come to the tomb, bringing spices as a sign of respect, similar to what we do when we take flowers to a gravesite. heart is so sad. I know. I couldn't either. I kept thinking about Jesus and how he was killed. It was so awful. He was so good and kind, and I just can't understand why this happened. And we didn't get to properly prepare his body with the spices. I know Joseph and Nicodemus prepared his body for burial, but I want to do something for him also. Maybe we can do it this morning. We've brought spices. Let's hurry. Wait, who's going to move the rock at the tomb? Maybe all of us together can move it. It's awfully heavy, but we can try. There is the tomb up ahead. Look, the stone has moved away. Oh, no. But who rolled it away? Oh no, I bet someone has taken his body. What will we do? Let's hurry. An angel is standing near the tomb. Where is Jesus? What did you do with him? Who are you? Wait a minute, ladies, don't be afraid. I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. Jesus is not here. He is risen. Jesus lives. Are you sure? We watched as they nailed him to the cross and watched him die. Yes, I'm sure. Look in the tomb. He is not there. He isn't here. He has risen. Let's go tell the disciples. He's alive. He's alive. It's true. He's alive. 
The empty tomb is proof of Christ's deity. It guarantees the future resurrection of all believers. In spite of 2,000 years of evidence and witness, many people refuse to believe. What more will it take? For many people today, it takes the presence of alive Christians. We need to act on our faith. Be more like Jesus. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is We Believe, and I believe it's in your bulletin. desperation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one foundation we believe we believe in this broken
Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we do believe. We believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for the cross and the work of Jesus on those two simple beams of wood. Through him you have given us eternal life. I pray that we will never forget Jesus' incredible sacrifice. Equip all of us, Lord, with what we need to do your will. All honor and glory to our risen Lord. Amen. This concludes our service. However, we're done a little early. I'm not sure breakfast will be ready, but we're welcome to, you're welcome to join us in the gym right across the hall. And thank you to my uh, angels and women at the tomb.
Thank you. 